I'm telling you, take take uh, the best players from those Cal Ripken leagues, throw us in the Little League World Series. We would have taken the ship for sure. I mean, I think we could have been competitive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also League... think those those Cal Ripken teams, those all star teams, were. I mean, especially you know coming. This is probably I'm biased or whatever, but there were some definitely some politics going on in there. Oh, you my know what gosh. I mean? Oh, I mean when we. When we beat you guys, you know what I mean. Oh so, my yeah. god! Yeah, we that was not good. That, that was yeah. That, that no, was that, not. That was good. not good. The, the, <laughs> ten, good. the, the ten and eleven. Those our ten and eleven All Star teams were good. Twelve, we just weren't. We were not very good. There were there were players on that team that were only on there because of parents or coaches or whatever yeah um, yeah yeah and that yeah like we very true yeah so no you're not you're not wrong and dude that mm-hmm. team was completely divided like almost directly in half it was yeah. bad it was bad. yeah which it was, was not fun our, our team was was like the exact opposite we were super and i mean we didn't have i mean you guys were i mean probably top to bottom more talented for sure you know what i mean like like, cause we had some guys where it was like, Ooh, they were, I mean, they just weren't that good, you know, but w- I mean, we just all kind of played our role really well. And I think we were really good defensively. We didn't have the best pitchers, but we didn't make no errors. You know what I mean? We had good. And we were all, we all kind of just liked each other. You know what I mean? It was all just kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like we were saying, that's, you know, the best yeah, baseball teams are the ones that get along. So yeah, that, have, exactly. that are having fun. Griffey. I think Griffey's like famous for saying that like something about like he just doesn't play well when he's not having like he plays his best when he's having fun. Like that's why yeah, he plays baseball is because it's fun. Yeah. Um and you could see that when Griffey played. So Yeah. Um yeah. should we get started? Yeah, let's do it. Welcome one and all to the Lunch Pale Legends podcast, brought to you by Lunch Pale Sports. Give you a little give you a little uh Extra treat there at the beginning. Some some Cal Ripken <laughs> ten, yeah. year, 10, 11, 12 year old baseball. <laughs> it's a good time, golden age, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we do it for the fans. We do it for the fans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't we just like want... hanging out talking. Yeah. Yeah. They wanted to hear about the glory days for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. percent Um Back when Jacob was throwing like 80 miles an hour from 50 feet away. Yeah, exactly. It was just like, oh my goodness. If it wasn't Jacob, then it was Taylor or Ramon who were throwing just as hard. It was just like, okay, great. I got like six innings of just just guessing. Going there being like, all right, well, maybe contact and hopefully they get an air somewhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's just what it was, yeah. It was always a treat when somebody else pitched because it was like, okay, I got a chance here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> from was, yeah, from eleven to twelve year olds, Ramon went from throwing like moonbeams to the plate <laughs> to throwing just absolute smoke. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what like what steroid he was taking between seasons. <laughs> But that guy went from throwing like 55 to like 80 overnight. He got bigger, I felt like. Like, I felt like he was like kind of that short, pudgy kid. You know what I mean? And he, I mean, he kind of just got a little, I mean, he was still kind of put, but he got taller. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But 
I thought you were the hardest thrower for sure, though, Jacob. Like, yeah, those other guys, I think because they pitched those other guys in that game or whatever, and I was happy. I was like, oh, good. Good they're pitching these guys. But I was like, man, if I think if Jacob's on the mound, I think it's over. <laughs> well, you're stroking my ego here. My I mean, 12-year-old there's ego. Heaters. Yeah. <laughs> there's some heaters. Anyway, um, on the docket today, we got some – NFC West, AFC West, win total predictions. We're going to go over some over-unders for the season. We're going to say whether we got the over, we got the under, and then we'll give our how many wins we think each team will have. I'm, I'm excited for this. I think these are the two best. The AFC West, to me, is the best division in football. It's not even close. The NFC West, I think, is second. Can you guys think of a division outside of the a outside the NFC West that would be second best to AFC West? I couldn't no. And I think when you look at those over unders, the NFC West is the second highest with the with the with the count. Like if you added them all up, yeah, um, yeah. I think I think I mean maybe the AFC East with New England and. Uh, Buffalo and Miami, but I think New England and Miami, I don't know. They're not at the level of maybe of the Niners or the Cardinals. So. Mm-hmm. Here, let me see. I actually have that. I have that open still. The Somewhere in here. There we go. Nope, that's not it. I don't know. Whatever. Um, yeah, I agree. I think, I think these are the two best divisions in football. If we get to the other divisions, great. If we don't, at least we covered, I think, the two most competitive divisions where it's not like, you know, oh, well, you know, the Packers are probably going to win the NFC North, although I don't believe that. But that's kind of the consensus. Um, maybe not even. I don't know. You know what I'm saying, though. Like the Bucks, everyone expects the Bucks to win the NFC South. Um, everyone expects the Bills to win the AFC East. Like it's Like there are some divisions that, we don't expect a whole lot of competition, but the AFC West, any one of those four teams could win the division. I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe a little mm-hmm. shocked with the Raiders, maybe a little, but not totally shocked. I mean, I, it's no. not out of the realm of possibility. So uh, you want to start with the AFC West or the NFC West first? Yeah, let's go in with the AFC West. I think that is the best division. That's the primo division in the NFL. Exactly what you're saying. You're right. Um, each one of those teams cannot, in my opinion, not only win the division, I think all four of those teams can make a strong Super Bowl push. Um, it will, obviously, the Raiders, they're probably like the weakest, but I mean, they have a, a pretty, you know, dynamic, you know, quarterback wide receiver duo, which is helpful, decent offensive line, and um, and a defensive line that, that can just terrorize opponents. So, uh, which yeah. is which is very helpful come playoff time, but yeah. So let's I say let's start go AFC, AFC West and move on. Okay, we'll start with the Chiefs because they have the highest projected win total at ten and a half. Uh, who wants to take the Chiefs first? Ten and a half wins over under. I guess before you get started, do you want to explain kind of what we're doing? Yeah, so we have we'll give the over under for each team. Each of us will say whether we're over that, whether we're under that. 
So if you're over on the Chiefs, then you you think they're going to win 11 games. If you're under, you think they'll win 10 or less. Um, I mean, you can feel free to explain your reasoning, you know, with, with each one. Obviously, we will, but you don't have to, like, just say, like, I got the Chiefs over. Um, you know, you could give your background yeah. story, if you will. And for people who are uh, not in 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 the in I guess the gambling understanding the gambling terms over unders mean in Vegas uh, they give bets for the season of how many wins a team is going to have and they place it right in the middle to say if you're going to go over if you're going to go under so these are basically um, fifty fifty odds of where they place it at where they place the the number at and some of them they just are begging you to go over or begging you to go under sure, yeah. it's just juicy so uh oliver you want to kick us off with the chiefs yeah i'm gonna go under under okay. reason being yep reason, reason being, being they have the toughest schedule in football they lost their biggest weapon in tyreek kill pat paid and i think that's gonna hinder the rest of the team in terms of what they've been able to do in terms of you know getting some depth maybe getting some guys on special teams. I think it's – and just being in that division to win uh, – I mean, six toughest league games already and then already have the toughest schedule in football. It's going to be how, it's going to be tough to win 11 games for, for any team in this in this division. So, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go under. Yeah. I am in the same boat. Uh, they have, they're going on the road to play the Colts, the Bucks, the Niners, and the Bengals. They're home against the Bills, Titans, and Rams. That's those are seven really tough games. Obviously, they have the Chargers, Broncos, Raiders twice each. <laughs> I think there are four games on their schedule that I think they that I think are we could shoo them in as wins. Obviously, every team has a stinker, but it's impossible to predict that. Um, I got the Cardinals, Jags, Texans, Hawks as kind of automatic wins. I'm, we'll get to the Cardinals later, but um, I have them. I have them at. I have the the Chiefs at ten wins, so just barely under. But I have them at ten wins. I think they'll get close to that number, but I'm taking the under. Yeah, I think I was leaning under, but then uh, when I saw the history, I'll just take the over. For just I was really 50-50 split on this, so now that you guys both picked under, I'll, I'll make the case for the over. And the biggest case is that Mahomes in the last, since he's basically been in the NFL, has completely owned AFC West teams. He's just, he's owned them every single time. He basically plays, the, his, the, the, his win percentage against them is in, in, incredibly high. Um, I think he's super confident against them. I think he knows their defenses. I think he's the best player, uh, by far in, in the, um, in, in the conference. Um, I mean, you can say Herbert, we'll see, we'll see with Herbert. I think he's got, I think, I mean, I think he's got a little bit of a ways to go before we're, before we're saying that, you know, he can be doing some of the things that Mahomes can be doing and he's got to beat him too. Um, so I Herbert would probably... has Herbert has beaten him for the record. They split last season. Okay. 
Just just to put it out there, <laughs> just to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay. To, Her- okay. to Herbert's credit, I do. I agree with you 100% that I think Mahomes is better than Herbert, um, but I don't think it's by far. I think – I actually, to be honest, with the AFC West, I had them – I had them all splitting just to be conservative. I just said, they're all splitting. All four of them are going to split. They'll each win a game against each other, Um, which I could see easily happen. I think they're going to see each other. I could see that. And I could see a lot of that being up. I would not be. And that's probably more likely. I would also not be totally surprised that, um, that especially the way Mahomes went out last year, um, the way kind of the season went out last year, that he's coming in this this season incredibly fired up incredibly dialed in and he's ready to just be like no we're still we're still the team i also think it probably gave some motivation that you know andy reed uh and that coaching staff to be like nope we're still the team we still got this guy um we got enough we'll figure it out we'll figure out our playmakers and we'll do you know we'll do just enough and i mean herbert's really good he's really 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 good mahomes is just just maybe the most talented quarterback I've ever seen, like we've said on this podcast. So I would have them at like 11, 11 wins. So going 11 and six, uh, it's, I mean, it's incredibly tough. They play a lot of tough teams um, and it would, it would take just a monster year from Mahomes, but I think he can do it. Yeah. I mean, they could go 13 and four. They could go 12 and five. They could go 11 and six. They could go 10 and seven. They could go nine and eight. Like, you know, we don't, we don't know really what Mahomes is without Tyreek Hill. We haven't, I mean, I think he's had him his whole career, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, we talk about like, is Tyreek as good? Is he as good as we think? Or is Mahomes just that good? We'll see. Like we're going to find out this. We're going to find out this year. Really good. Yeah. I think they are. I think they are too. Um, I think Mahomes will figure it out. I think Tyreek will figure it out. Yeah. Um, But together they were really, really good. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, I think I still have them making the playoffs. I think at ten wins, you're going to be a wild card team. So you should be. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got t- uh, Oliver. How many wins did you say? Did you say ten? Yeah. I didn't say. Yeah. I originally didn't say, but I'll go ten. Yeah. Um. All right. So we got ten, ten, eleven, uh, two on the under, one on the over. Uh, next, we got well the Chargers and Broncos are both the ten. We'll just go Chargers. Um, the Chargers. Well, let's we'll go same order. Would you want to go same order or we'll go reverse? Doesn't matter to me. Uh, we can go reverse. Dill. I'll start. I'll, yeah, I'll kick it yeah. off with the Chargers. Um, man, this was yeah, this was another tough one. They had such a tough time uh, stopping the run. Wasn't wasn't that? I think that was what the what their what their deal was that they could they just could not stop the run last year. And teams that just really, really, really went run heavy against them were just able to have success and uh, make it make it hard for them. They got Khalil Mack, obviously. Um, that's, I mean, obviously a huge addition. Um, so that, I mean, that line can be really good. Um, just paid their their safety. Man, this one, this one's, yeah, this one's really hard. I think, I, I kind of just want to put them at ten. I want to say I want to say it's a push. I know that's kind of weak. Um, yeah, it is kind of weak. I'll go over. I'll say they get eleven. They get eleven games as well. They're going to finish. They'll be tied with the Chiefs. I think Chiefs will get the division based on division record. Um, I'll say Chargers get eleven games as well. 
Solid, solid. Um, yeah, I actually don't think, at least with inner division, I don't think their rush defense defense problems are going to be a huge problem in the AFC West. The Chiefs don't have an elite rushing attack. The Bron- the Broncos have Javante Williams. He's good. Yeah, they got yes. yes. Um, I think the Broncos would be their biggest issue because the Raiders don't run the ball particularly well either. Josh Jacobs is good, but he's they they since he's been there they haven't ran the ball at an elite level. Um, and they're I think what the Chargers do well, especially with Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa, is get to the quarterback well. And then that now they got J.C. Jackson on the you know on the edge, not the edge. Yeah. Though. Our edge corner. corner, yeah. Um, you know, then I got a lockdown corner. I think that bodes really well in the AFC West. I think that that's the setup they that every team should have in this division, particularly. I guess in this, you know, in the today's NFL, um, they have the tenth hardest schedule. I as I was looking at like strength of schedule. At least what I was looking at, it's kind of dumb because they just do it based off of last year's like yeah. record, all of your opponents last year's record. Like so much changed over the offseason. I think that's kind of misleading. Um, but I think, I mean, they have on their schedule, they have the Jags, Texans, Browns with no Deshaun Watson, the Seahawks, the Falcons. Um, I think the Cardinals are tier above all those teams. Uh but still, I think the Cardinals are kind of an automatic win for the Chargers. Um, I mean, that's – hold on. How many was that? That's six teams right there that are just not very good this year. Um, plus, I think they'll win three against their division rivals. I think they'll split with all three of them. Um, I think they'll beat the Dolphins at home. I think they'll beat the Titans at home. I think they'll – like, they're at the Niners, at the Colts – and then at home against the Rams, I think they win one or two of those games. I have them at 12 wins. I have them winning the division. Wow. Um, I think their schedule is pretty favorable compared to the Chiefs. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I got them at 12 wins, winning the division. Um, arguably getting that number one seed. We'll see how the rest of the league plays out. But, Yeah. I got over as well. Um, for a lot of the, you know, Jacob, for the same reasons that you listed as, you know, the over. And, you know, I think, you know, a couple other things, you know, I think they really improved the defense by getting Khalil Mack. You know, I think that's getting somebody like that, just their presence alone. Um, and having just another solid, you know, edge rusher um, is good. You know, that, that always helps, even though he's getting a little later in his career. They have one of the best secondaries in the NFL, though. Yeah. Um, and with you know, you know, a, a pass-heavy Chiefs team, you know, the Broncos are going to be pass-heavy as well. Same with the Raiders, right? They have the best secondary in that division. Um, I think is going to go a long ways, especially you know, as I think some of these games get kind of down to the wire, and it's you know fourth quarter with a minute left and you know they're going to be passing to know that you have lockdown corners and safeties like that's going to be a huge advantage um also you know second year second year coach right last year i think um brandon staley had a you know 
showed moments as a as a rookie coach. Um, and so now I think he's probably learned a lot from it. Um, and so I think he's going to, you know, carry that, you know, what he learned from last year into this year um, with an improved team with a, you know, probably one of the weaker schedules in, in this conference too. You know, I, 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 I'm going to say 11 wins, but I wouldn't be shocked if they won more than that. So you got the, yeah. Oh, you already said yeah, it. Over, I got, so. Yeah, I got the over. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we're all over on the chargers. Um, and Derwin James just got paid too. So mm-hmm, they yeah. clearly believe in him. He is, he's a baller when he's healthy. Um, mm-hmm. That's, oh, I don't know. Great. I don't know if he played last year. I can't remember. I think he did. I think he was hurt the year before. I don't know, but he's good when he's healthy. And if, if he's healthy and JC Jackson's healthy at corner, they got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on the ed- on the edges. Good luck. I, that's that's rough. That is tough. I think just you now outside of the the Titans with running the football, is, or it's a dying part of the sport, right? It's very much you know quick passes. You know, it, it's definitely a pass heavy game, right? So it's just like again, it's an important part of football, but to have you know a bad rush defense in the NFL nowadays isn't like the worst thing in the world. Like you can, you can live with it. You can survive unless it's, I mean, astronomically bad, which what that's what it was for the Chargers last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was the yeah. 32nd rank rush defense and teams like you said, Oh, you know, like, Oh, Josh Jacobs couldn't, you know, it's, it's not Josh Jacobs was running down their throats to win them the game their last game, you know, their last game of the season, you know, the teams were just, they were just, they were just destroying them. And then you just slow down the game when you can't get off the field on those, you know, third and fours, because you just know that you can just run this one simple playing and, and then pick up, you know, five yards when you want to. Um, it's tough. I mean, it, it makes it real tough. I think, obviously, I think they're going to, they're going to improve and they knew what their weakness was last year. And then when you get, a guy like Khalil Mack, like I mean, obviously that that's going to help. We'll just, yeah, if they if they're the still the thirty second ranked you know rush defense coming you know this year, that's it's going to be super hard. No matter how good the rest of the positions are to win, you know, twelve thirteen games. I think it's just incredibly incredibly tough. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the rushing stats right now or defensive rushing stats right now, and. Yeah, they were third worst in the league. They gave up almost 2,400 yards on the ground, 22 touchdowns. Uh, wow, the Jets gave up 28 touchdowns on the ground. Oh, That's yeah. really bad. Um, <laughs> and 4.6 yards per carry. So, yeah, they were bad. They are bad. Um, and I guess it doesn't – let's see. Who are some of the other teams? The Niners run the ball well. The Colts run the ball well. The Titans run the ball well. The Rams typically run the ball well. They can run the ball well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. McVay's offense. He good, likes to, all he good likes teams can still run the ball. You know, even if we yeah. say the Chiefs, it's like they can design runs to still run the ball. You know what I mean? Like they can still get get you know good enough. Obviously, they're going to be a pass heavy team, but if they're just ripping off six, seven yard runs when they want to, what they're not going to pass. That you know what I mean? Then. Yeah. Mahomes doesn't need to throw 35 times a game and he can win a game throwing 24 like they've done before. You know what I mean? Like good teams yeah. do. Um, 
And that that's kind of what team that was the game plan going into the these Chargers games and a really good team. Even last year, like on paper, it was like, my goodness, this this team is stacked. And um, I mean, they just they struggled. Yeah. Well, it's something to watch then. Yeah, exactly. So watch the Chargers this year because, yeah, everything everything is seems to be falling into place for them. Yeah. Um, if that if that rush defense just doesn't holding up, that'll be that'll be really something interesting to watch. Because yeah. other than that, they really have no excuse to lose this season. So exactly. Uh, all right. Next is the Broncos at ten wins. I'll start with this one. Uh, the Broncos have the fifteenth hardest schedule. Um, some notable games at the Seahawks. I know the Seahawks aren't going to be good, um, but it's Russell Wilson's first game with the Broncos and it's in Seattle. I think that's a tricky game. I think that's a tricky atmosphere to go into. Um, I don't think it's necessarily going to be hostile. I don't think people are mad at, I don't know. You guys tell me, or Oliver, you tell me you're living in Washington. Are people mad at Russell Wilson? I don't think he's going to get a, a nice, warm, and fuzzy welcoming. I'll no. put it that way. I think, yeah, I, I that's just my personal feeling. Um, yeah. he was, he was, he's been a diva the last, like, three years. So it's, like, cool. Like, he basically, you know, wanted out because he didn't get his own way. He kind of threw a little tantrum. And then, like, you know, like, he pretty much demanded a trade, um, even though he's not saying that. Um, yeah, you know, he, and he always kind of had this, you know, this messaging of, oh, I'm going to be in Seattle forever. Right. And then it's just like, okay, he was in Seattle until Seattle didn't really want to pay him the, the, the type of money that he was asking for. And then he was like, okay, then I want out. Um, I don't, I don't think the, the 12th man is going to give him a nice warm and, and, you know, fuzzy welcoming. I think they're going to be, I think they're going to try to rip him a new one. Yeah, I I don't know what to think about that because part of me feels like Russell Wilson's the most influential Seahawk ever, um, and it's not even close. Um, no one, no one affected the the Seahawks brand more than Russell Wilson did. Like he put them on the map, really. I know they'd been like, you know, the Sean Alexander, Matt Hasselbeck years. Sure. They were, they were good, but like Russell Wilson took this franchise to new heights. Um, Not Marshawn. If we're talking nah, senior, the, I can the, see the Russell quake, The beast quake, that was. Nah. I think, I think if you, like, if you talked know. about secondary, I think the Legion of Boom is, if you just put them all, if you group them all oh. in together. I think they're real close with what Russell Wilson is, but they're all, they're three players. You know what I mean? Te- I mean, it's, maybe four, but or whatever, but it's that, it's, I mean, it's that's going to yeah. be remembered. You know what I mean? And it's three yeah. players, but it was, it was, I mean, compared to Russ fairly short lived. Um, he was there. What? Four years after it was broken up still. Um, Look what happened after know, that like, four years though. Yeah. They didn't go to the Super Bowls. Yeah. Went to the playoffs, yeah. what, just twice in those four years? Yeah, yeah I guess. Well, I don't maybe know. Maybe more, but not not anything. I mean, they just they never made they it to a championship game. They, you know what I mean? They weren't mm-hmm. they were dominant with the Legion of Boom. You know, they became 
and they got bandwagon fans and all these, you know, crazy. I mean, they were just so incredibly popular during those, you know, three ish years, those two years they went to Super Bowl, maybe, you know, the year before um, that then. Yeah, Russ, obviously, yeah, he was then the guy, you know, and be, I mean, he's the best player to ever play for the Seahawks, I think, um, especially when, you know, the quarterback position. But I mean, that I think that's what it is. Popular. Yeah. I think that's what it is. He played he played quarterback in a league where you need a good quarterback. He had one losing season and it was the last the, his last season. Yeah. yeah. Um he won a Super Bowl, which no other quarterback had ever done. Um plus the Legion of Boom is three people. Um, yeah, no, you can, yeah exactly. you like there's no way you could argue that Richard Sherman is more important to the Seahawks the last <laughs> decade than than Russell Wilson or Cam Chancellor or Earl Thomas, as good as they were. Uh, I, I would argue Bobby Wagner over any of those three, to be honest. Um, most influential to the Seahawks. Uh, Bobby Wagner was the heart and soul of that defense the whole, during their whole run. So, uh, Let me ask you this, though. I don't want to get too derailed, right? Because it's this, we're not, I mean, obviously, we're going to talk yeah. about the Hawks, and, and obviously, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Broncos. I mean, we're talking about the Broncos now, right? But yeah. for if that, Seahawks didn't have the Legion. Again, this is a big hypothetical what if, right? Like, let's just say, you know, the Seahawks had, you know, an average secondary during during those, you know, the Super Bowl years. Yeah. Would we be talking about Russell the way we do about how we talk about that. him right now? It's I, don't like a, it's a, argument. I don't like that argument because what if Joe Montana didn't have Jerry Rice? No, and I agree, but I'm just saying, you know, it's there's a lot of other pieces around Russ that I think made him stand out more than what he was but, actually performing at because he had Marshawn Lynch, who was arguably the best running back during that, that period too. They had the best defense during that period. So it was just like Russ, all he had to do was, you know, he went 20 to 25 every single game for like 250 yards and no, no interceptions with three touchdowns that were like five yards. Like a lot of like, he didn't have as much pressure as he did during those years than he did in the later years of his tenure with the Seahawks because the, the, there was nobody other than Russ, right? Cause he was hogging up all the salary gap. They had to go. They couldn't sign anybody on the offensive line because they couldn't afford it. So it was just like Russ and you know some of these other pieces that they could find. Right. See, I think that's BS because other teams pay their quarterbacks and they don't have terrible offensive lines. Like, Look what has happened to Patrick every single Bone. team that's, Paid their quarterback though in the, the last Chiefs few have years. A, the Chiefs have a top five offensive line, and I think we're going to start to see the Chiefs decline because they're paying Pat. Mahomes no, I down. think they, we they won't. did have one year where their where their line was 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 awful. Not I think mm-hmm. not last year, but the year before it was like no was super super bad. It wasn't bad. They lost both of their tackles before the Super Bowl. Uh, okay, they lost yeah. both of their tackles right before that Super Bowl against the Bucks, which still the Bucks were. That that front seven was incredible, but yeah. their offensive line was not as bad as it looked in the Super Bowl. They were just missing both. No, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, but I I also thought that their that season it wasn't the whole season. It wasn't all that great. But it could obviously have been to, been to injuries as well. Not as bad as some of the offensive lines that Russ was working with, and I don't think it was no. because Russ was making too much money. Oliver, you really don't like Russ, <laughs> dude. Oh, so. You have, some always, seri- you, know, you have some serious, like, just uh, aggression that's that's just within you. 
I just think, you know, I think he came in at the perfect time. Like a lot of these guys, right? They came in at the perfect time with the Seahawks, right? Um, and I, I think the hard thing I have with, with Russ is, you know, he is almost being sort of like Kevin Durant-like, right? Where it's just like, I want to make all these rostered moves. I want to make, I want to be the one who's, you know, calling the shots, right? And, you know, I think Carol and Schneider kind of held their ground and said, Russ, there's only so much we're going to allow you to do. He didn't like it and he wanted out, right? So it's just like, okay, cool. You know, they, they, they I mean, as I think all these reports are saying that, you know, they didn't listen to Russ. I think they did to, you know, to an extent. And now it's just like, okay, you know, they had a bad year last year and he's like, okay, I want out. Like, that's, that's kind of how I view it. Um, and I, I just think, you know, in those early years, that defense bailed them out of a lot of football games. And I think that's where he got a lot of, you know, a lot of, you know, his fame was the earlier, like, first couple of years, especially winning the Super Bowl, being so young. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and Jacob, I know you think very differently, but I just don't think he was like, you know, the, the heart and soul of that team, even though you know, I think from a, a media perspective, it looked like it. I think it was that defense and Marshawn Lynch. I think Russ was along for the ride. During those Super Bowl years, I th- I agree with you for sure. After Those after years where they mm-hmm. still were successful, but they weren't winning Super Bowls, I think, I mean, it definitely was heavily Russ-focused to the point where, I mean, Richard Sherman even agrees with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, they were way too nicer to Russ. You know what I mean? And that kind of split up the team. I mean, there's probably a lot of different reasons. I think there's a lot of egos on that team, especially after mm-hmm. the Super Bowl runs that, um, that, that, I mean, it's just really, it's just, it's just super hard, but um, I agree with you. I think during those Super Bowl years, I mean, Russ, you can argue that Russ is like the third most important player on that team. I mean, when you had Bobby Wagner and you had Earl Thomas, I think Marshawn, I mean, you can win games with that defense with very average quarterbacks. I don't think he was an average quarterback, and that's why they put – you know, that's why they were um, they were great. You know what I mean? It was a great team. Um, but I don't think – yeah. I, I, I think those years that, that – those team – those Super Bowl years, our best years that we've ever had as the Seahawks, are defined way more by the Legion of Boom than they are Russ. I would agree with that. I'm not just talking about, like, four years, though. I'm talking about – like over a decade, but we're, you were saying of, that we got put on the map, that the CS got put on the map, and I think they did during those years. We were making to the Super Bowl, and I think it was more the Legion of Boom that did it. I don't think it was just those years, though. The Seahawks have been the Seahawks have been competitive in a real franchise the entire time Russ has been there. Yeah, for sure. They, but they've we, been competitive. Yeah. I was every more year saying, in the race yeah. when you were saying that they, we got put. You know, Russ was the one who put us on, who put the Seahawks on the map. He was the one that pushed us over the hump of whatever. You know, that really made us into you know uh, uh, a respectable franchise. And I think I think the Legion of Boom did that. And then Russ carried it, carried that torch for the next you know five years when we lost our defense. You know, and we basically had like Bobby Wagner. You know, some good, some yeah, good secondary and Russ and good receivers. I just, I always push back on the, you know, guys who, who get help like as a criticism because everyone who's ever won anything does. No one's done it alone. MJ didn't do it alone. MJ didn't win a playoff series alone. Like he couldn't do anything by himself. 
Uh, I mean, he didn't win anything until Scotty got there. Tom Brady always had good defenses with the Patriots. He always had good offensive lines, even if he didn't have the best weapons. Joe Montana had Jerry Rice. He had Bill Walsh. Tom Brady had Bill Belichick. Um, Tom Brady had top five defenses, like eight, nine, (laughs) ten years of his career that no one likes to – yeah, he won playoff games where he won – Scored twelve points. You know what I mean. Like going to yeah, Super Bowl, yeah. scoring nine. I think yeah. right. Yeah, or is it fourteen or something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, and there's been yeah. a lot more of that than I think people like to people like to remember. Yeah. And. Uh, but no, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I just I just think it's unfair to Russ because he played on really some bad teams that he carried to a winning record. Yes. Like some of the worst offensive, like cringiest offensive lines I've ever seen assembled. He was getting like, he had a second and a half before he was getting hit. Like that guy had no time to throw and he was still winning games. Um, I don't think people give him enough credit. Aaron Rodgers has won one Super Bowl and that was the year he had a top 10 defense. He hasn't even made it to the Super Bowl since then. I think they had so him last year. <laughs> on top 10 defense yeah 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 but but uh but that was like that was probably his best defense as a packer and he won a super bowl yeah um so i think my, my point is we can't knock russ for getting there at a good time when they had the legion of boom everybody has help everybody wins with help um i don't know yeah. that's my rant mm-hmm. no I, yeah you, I you totally, got a rebuttal totally agree with that I I mean, no, I I agree with you. It's, you know, and I think Brady has done a great job of, you know, showcasing, like, look, if you want to win games, if you want to win Super Bowls, like, the quarterback can't be, like, the highest paid position. I think he is, but slightly. Not as much as, like, other teams. Yeah. Like, he's not as, like, you know, he's obviously very well paid, right? It helps that when when your wife is a a, a multi-billionaire, right? But, like... So is... I mean, so yeah, Sierra. So, yeah. So um, I, I don't think she's close to what Giselle is. No, like. not not mm-hmm. like Giselle, but like if Russ retired and just lived off of oh, Sierra, he'd yeah. be fine. They're totally fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 They're living in but, You know, I think Brady was always very, you know, like, you know, I'm going to get paid, but like, let's do it in a way where it's friendly to the team so you can go out and get some dudes, right? Where. I think it's hard with a lot of these, you know, these quarterbacks who have success early on because they, I think it kind of inflates their ego because it's like, look what they walked into, right? Like, you know, um, you can even say, I argue like Pat Mahomes kind of did this right too, right? Like the Chiefs were a playoff team when he walked in, right? Yeah, he, he was born on third base in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. So I, you could even argue, you know, the same with Russ, right? And so then it's just like, and then it's just like they kind of start mm. paying these dudes. Um, I would say born on third base is a stretch. They went. He was. Like, he was on second. I think they went like seven and nine the year before he got there. Yeah, but they, they were young play. and and on the but, cusp. But but the, that was, set, Chiefs, that was the Chiefs were eleven and five the year. Yeah, yeah for sure. It. But they also had. A, I mean, the the Seahawks had a terrible quarterback play the year before. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. yeah. And then they had, yeah, and no. then they got these three young guys. I think it was, I mean, Browner was playing well, Sherman, Chancellor, mm-hmm. and you know they were all like ready to go, and they were playing super well the last half of that season. And everyone's like, "Oh man, I think, I think this defense is going to be good." And then 
I mean, it took a little bit, but then they were. I mean, then they were. And then Pete and John Schneider inherited the absolute worst time of Seahawks football between the Pete Carroll and the Mike Holmgren era. I can't even remember who the coach was, but that was like some dark times to be a Seahawks fan. I think Jim they went like Jim Mora. Was Jim Mora. Just he was. Oh, yeah. yeah, my goodness. I think they went like four and 12 one year or something like that. And then, yes. I mean, essentially, you know, I mean, I know our, we're not a huge fans of Pete and John Schneider right now, but like, you know, they basically took a program that went four and 12, like the year before they took it over to winning the Super Bowl in like three years. Like, I think we got to give yeah. them a little, or maybe a little more than that, but I, I don't know. I think we got to give I them mean, a little I mean, honestly, little they made one of the that. best draft picks of all time. I mean, Russ is literally one of the best draft picks ever. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously it's not Tom Brady level of the, of a guy in the fifth round, but I mean, he's a first round, he's a first ballot hall of famer. I think this is what Russ is a first ballot hall of famer, perennial top five guy, basically possibly his whole, his whole career, a guy who can just go out and just win you games that doesn't come out on the stat, you know, on the stat pad or the score sheet or whatever. Um, and a, and a good leader, a guy who leads by example and is just going to work his tail off in and out, you know, every single day. So, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. that, that's good. An incredible career. That's something you absolutely want on your franchise. Um, it's it's made the Seahawks a, a very good team for now, you know, running on 10 years before he left. And, man, we're going to miss him, I think, a lot more than what a, a lot of people think. Because we can go into purgatory for – 10 years, like all these other teams who can't find a quarterback. And that's just what it is. When you don't have a perennial top five guy, perennial top 10 guy, it's very, very, very hard to win football games. Super, super hard. For sure. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we're going to miss Russ. That's for sure. Absolutely. We absolutely will. Um, Geno Smith time now. Geno Smith there. No, dude. <laughs> to me, it's, it's got to be DK time. It's like, dude, look for DK every single time. Just give him the ball. Well, just please. He's Jet sweeps guy. and screens every single play. Oh, my. You just <laughs> 17 targets a game. I don't know about you guys, but I have no interest in watching Geno Smith play quarterback for the Seahawks. I would much rather – Drew Locke start like even if it's a train wreck, it would be way more interesting. Geno Smith would be is just so boring. I have no interest in watching him play quarterback. Bottom. Would you turn? Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Would you turn on the TV? Would you be more inclined to turn on a Seahawks game to watch Geno Smith quarterback or to watch Drew Locke quarterback? Geno Smith. Are you kidding me? No way. Drew Locke is terrible. He's way more he, interesting. He's he's also been completely <laughs> terrible in training camp this entire year, uh, the entire year on the Broncos. And it's not just like oh they've had bad teams or bad. I mean he can't make good throws. He he he's not accurate. He's he he misses throws all the time. I mean he's just not that good. I was I wasn't saying he was going to be good. I just said it'd be. More I don't think Geno Smith is all that great. I mean. What it, to me interesting is just whoever's just going to be better, man. I don't care. You know what I mean? I don't uh, know. You know, to me, they're both probably the two most boring starting quarterbacks in the NFL outside of who knows, you know, whatever. Jameis Winston, I guess, or something. But yeah, I mean, Jameis I mean, I, have a big I'd year. probably take Jameis out of over those guys. Yeah, Baker. I'd, Baker I'd and take Sam Jameis. Dunn. 
I'd take Jameis in a heartbeat over both of those guys. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was just trying to find a name, but yeah, I mean they're they're too terrible. I, it's not Sam Darnold. Yeah, I'd probably take Sam Darnold over those guys. Just to maybe, you know what I mean? Like I think I might too. I think I might too. What about yeah. Teddy Two Gloves? Oh, Teddy yeah. Bridgewater. Yeah, for, for I sure. take Teddy. Yeah. But Teddy's kind of like Gino, where he's just boring. Mm-hmm. Like you know what you're yeah. gonna get. The it's a there's a it's a kind of a a medium sized floor and a very low ceiling. Yeah, and that's what Gino is. It's like he'll he'll keep you in games, but he's not gonna win you anything. No, but Drew Locke like legit might lose you games. I think he could lose <laughs> you games, but he could win you games. I don't think he can win you games. <laughs> <laughs> Just get the gunslinger out there, man. We yeah. already talked about this. It's suck for Stroud, right? That's our campaign. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they just yeah, they should just yeah. Put him in. I want yeah, so I want CJ Stroud. I need him. Yeah, please. Although some Something. I don't know. The quarter these quarterbacks from these big powerhouse programs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like give me one from Alabama. Ohio State, Cle- uh, Clemson. Clemson, Clemson's doing. Yeah, right. yeah, you got Clemson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clemson's doing okay. Uh, Georgia, Notre Dame, Michigan. I'm, I'm thinking Michigan. I'm thinking of teams who have been in the playoff recently. Uh, Matt Stafford, Georgia. That was a long like, time ago. Like though. twenty years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Still Georgia. Now it's Stetson. Yeah, Stetson. your favorite, my boy, dude. Get out of here with that. It's just a sick name too, Stetson. This is a cool name. Quarterback really? for, I think so. If you're a quarterback for the national championship winning team named Stetson, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it sounds like a twelve year old's name. Uh, twelve year one national championships. <laughs> here, there's an example. There's an example of your defense carrying you. There is a prime example. What they score? They scored like thirty-seven points. That that what was what was the final score? Maybe I, during the d- season, but I mean they they were scoring. I know. I think I I think I have I think I have an irrational, uh, not hatred. I don't I don't hate the guy. I don't have a problem with him personally. I just think he's he's not a very good quarterback. No. I think I have an ir- just I'm irrationally crit- critical of Stetson Bennett. Whatever. I'll watch him. Play, I'll watch him. I'll watch him play more this year. Maybe he'll. Maybe he'll impress. No, me. he won't. He. I mean, he's just gonna do what he needs to do, and they'll win games because it's a great team, and he'll just be the cool quarterback and get all the interviews. And but there's like seven other first round draft picks on that team, and yeah. you know he might go sixth round, seventh round, maybe. Mm, he's not I, good. No one's touching him with a ten foot pole. Mm. I guarantee you that. If he gets Six, if he gets drafted, I'll give you ten dollars. Okay. Like legit. That's a bet right now. If he gets drafted, <laughs> is it a bet or is it just ten dollars? <laughs> because I'll just take the ten dollars. Like a risk, right. no risk, ten bucks. Sure, no, wow. no. Okay, yeah, not a bet. <laughs> this, is, this is just a this is just a a guarantee. If he gets if he gets drafted, I'm saying he will not get drafted by any team in any of the seven rounds of the NFL draft. If okay. he does, I will give you ten dollars. Okay. Yeah, take that. All right. Okay. Stats and right, fan yeah. club start. Nothing in it for me except for my ego, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, my reputation. Uh, all right, so Broncos. Um, 
I have them over at 11 wins. I don't know. I They're kind of unknown to me. I don't know how it's going to work with Russ. We'll see. I, I think they'll be good. I, I have them at 11 wins. Uh, did you did you say yours already, Oliver? You want me to go? I didn't. I, I can go, though. I think they're under. I think Russ first year. Yeah. I think their coach is new. Um, yeah, they already have a couple, I think, key injuries in training camp. I saw one of, one of the, the top wide receivers got hurt. I, I can't think of who it was Tim off Patrick. the top of my head. Yeah. Tim Patrick. Tim yeah. Patrick, yeah. Eh, uh, he's like their third or fourth receiver. Mm-hmm. He was better than Judy sorry. last year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and just tough division. And I, I think they have some some tough games. And, you know, hearing some things at a, a, a training camp, it sounds like Russ has a lot of word. So based off of my previous comments, I, I'm not, a, <laughs> I'm not a, too fond of that, that decision by the Broncos. So I'm going under. Yeah, I think I'm going under, too. I think, out of, I think I'm the lowest on the Broncos. Um than I am on the rest of the, I mean, even the Raiders, I think. I'm, I think I'm higher on the Raiders than, than the Broncos. Might eat my words on that. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree. I think they have some tough games. They got the Rams on the road. Obviously, they got all their divisional opponents on the road. Um, and then some other teams that obvi- that can just kind of beat them. I think the Ravens, uh, they got the Ravens on the road. That's a tough game. Titans on the road, that's a tough game. I don't think – I think they should beat the Jaguars. I don't think the Jaguars are going to be all that great, but – I think they're going to be better than they were last year. And they got them, I think, in London. They go to London to play. And those games are always just such a – you have no clue, you know. And, I mean, it's also a first quarterback with – you know, the timing and stuff might not all be there. And Russ is, a, I think, a different type of quarterback to get used to than other guys. I mean, he just moonshots the ball for deep balls and just kind of runs around and gets you open uh, on those other ones, right? I think it's, it's a tough it's, – it's tough to figure that out. And I think it's also tough for a coach to figure that out too. Um, I think it's a good coach. Who they get? the uh, Nathaniel Hackett, the OC yeah. from the Packers, yeah. I think he'll be – you know, should be good at – he's one of them, you know, Shanahan, LaFleur, McVay, you know, type of, type mm-hmm. of guy. So – um, you should be good, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I could see them not, not being all that great. Yeah. You guys are probably right. I don't know. I just love Russ. I, I love him Russ. too. I love Russ too, but clearly not. You freaking hate him nah. saying he's going to suck this year. I mean, I would like to see that for sure, but <laughs> see, I don't Cause care because they're, they're in a totally different conference from the Seahawks. So mm, I know they play. He- but he's not on the Seahawks, so I don't care about anyone. I hope they also. I hope everyone sucks, but the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. I guess for me, for me, it's really. I think it's fantasy football that's done this to me. With the NFL, <laughs> I I follow players more. Yeah, than I me. like play. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm just like I, Yeah, yeah. I like this. Like the Seahawks are my team, but if the Seahawks lose, like my weekend isn't ruined. Like I'm okay. Oh, yeah. Like if SC yeah. if SC is good and they lose, my Saturday's kind of shot. <laughs> if the Seahawks lose, it's like, eh, you guys want to go on a walk? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay, let's put on red zone. <laughs> I think I did I will say, to the credit of the Legion of Boom, I did care a lot more when they were when they were really good and they were making those Super Bowl. Yes. Runs. Yes. Definitely cared. Yeah. Definitely cared more then. Um but yeah, anyway. All right, Raiders. 
Eight and a half wins over under. Who you guys get? What do you guys got? Let me bring up their schedule. I have some of the games if you want me to list them. I got over. I just think eight and a half games with, you know, you just got, you know, the best wide receiver in all of football. You know, last year, I think, wasn't a really good representation of just everything that happened, right? You know, they had a couple players get arrested for some some crazy off-field stuff. Um, John Gruden went through his scandal as well. So there's, it was, you know, definitely not a great environment. And the fact that they still made the playoffs last year, um, I think is, you know, I think kudos to, you know, the players in that locker room. Yeah. But, you know, you go out, you, you, I mean, you go out and get, you know, arguably probably the best available coach out there. Um, and, um, Josh McDaniels, um, and then you, you pair him up with Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, like <clears throat> with a, a Darren Waller and a, a Josh Jacobs at running back. Like that's a deadly offense right there. And I just think eight and a half games um, is it, just low. I, I think they'll at least win 10. Wow. 10. And they won, they won nine last year. That was without Devontae mm-hmm. Adams. So, Yeah. Yeah, I'll go next. Yeah, I got them over as well. And I think people are, are like sleeping on their defensive line. They also they also got Chandler Jones, you know, yeah, and then they man. have Max Crosby, who's I think I mean, he had one of the better, you know, defensive uh, uh, seasons out of any defensive lineman. And he's not that I, I got to look at his. I know he had some like issues, but I feel like he's not that old either. Yeah, he's 24 years old. So, you know, you kind of you want to pencil him that he's going to probably get better. Um, yeah. Now, Derek Carr not only has arguably the best receiver, I think Cooper Cup has a good argument to say about maybe being the best receiver in the NFL, but arguably the best receiver. But they have connect. You know, they have chemistry. They were uh, obviously we all know he was the uh, Derek Carr. That was um, their college teammates and they know each other and they keep up and they I mean, even, you know, hang out and, like, run routes in the offseason before. So, um, yeah, I think – and it seems it's all just kind of clicking. They're in Vegas now. Um, it just seems like a fun – I don't know, something – it seems good there. Like, it just seems like it's going to be a good thing that's happening uh, down there in Vegas. So, I got them over, too. And I could – yeah, I could see them pushing 10 games or more. Um, and I'd, I, I don't know. I'd kind of like to see it. I like that Raiders team. Yeah. Yeah, I got about 10 wins as well. I have the over. Um, so I have every team in this division with double-digit wins. <laughs> I mean, dude, they can just wreck house in their division. Like They could. I mean, all yeah. four teams can make the playoffs with seven. With Now yeah. that there are three wild-card spots, like they could all make the playoffs. And I don't think that's unreasonable. I think they could do it. Yeah. Like all four of these teams could be really good. Yeah. Like realistically, it's probably not going to happen. But – if any division's going to do it this year. Yeah. Yeah. So that is, yeah, that is true. Yeah. I think the biggest to me, the big, I mean, the where they can be bad or they can be good. I think is the, that chief's team. I think that chief's team could be the team that either wins that division or just come. I mean, they completely without, I mean, they were not doing so hot there in the middle of the season last year. They were looking pretty bad. Um, that that offense was so we'll yeah we'll we'll see with them but i i gotta trust them yeah did you see him in the divisional round (laughs) 
Yeah, I did. And he looked like a god. <laughs> so, Dude, all I know I'm is... Like, uh, of course he's going to go over. It's Mahomes. So, yeah. All I know is I I must... Uh, wait, hold on. Have you you guys watched The Office? You guys, I, Oliver, I know you watched mm-hmm. The Office. Dylan, do you watch I, The Office? I haven't watched it, no. I know. You know like, when oh. Oliver, you know when uh, when Dwight is obsessed with his with Mega Desk. Yeah, and he's saying must get more Mega Desk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what were we just talking about? I just forgot what I was going to say. The divisional game, the Bills. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like I must get more Chiefs and Bills. <laughs> Yeah, give me more, please. I know. I withdrawals after that game. I was like, "Oh, dude, oh, dude," and the Bills, and the Bills are going to Kansas City again during the regular season. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, dude. Yep. All right. Uh, Kudos to the guy who made the the NFL NFL schedule, though. Like this guy did his job well. Well, they so. The NFL, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the NFL is like built in. So as soon as the season's over, you already can know who is playing, like what team is playing the next year. You already know because they build it in. So every first, every team or like first seed plays every first seed of that other division. They play the first division twice and then they pick, they each then play a division from the AFC, like not random, like they just kind of go in order and the NFC. That makes sense. I know that's kind of oh, it's all that, it's all built in. Yeah. Is that so that's why the Hawks Chiefs and Broncos are playing week one? Probably, yeah, because AFC West They're is playing the fourth. NFC West. Yes. Yeah. So the Seahawks play out. every AFC West team and and the Rams play every AFC West team, which is gonna be I mean, that that's tough for the Rams, you know. So but um but yeah, they're all built in. So that's why the Chiefs have the toughest schedule because they were the one seed, right? In that division, or they got the top. So they play every one seed who made it last year in the AFC. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why they play the bills. All right. Uh, you guys want to do the NFC West? I know yeah. we should we run through it quick or should Let's we do it quick? Let's yeah. Do it quick. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so first on the list, we got the Rams over unders 10 and a half games. Um, that seems, that seems hard for me. Like they got one, they have, wow. A top five schedule, hard, difficult. They have a top five schedule. Like their schedule is is rough. They're at the Bucks, at the Saints, at the Chiefs, at Green Bay, at home against the Bills, at home against the Cowboys, at home against the Broncos, the Raiders. Not to mention four games against the Niners and the Cardinals. Uh, I think personally, I think ten wins is more reasonable than eleven. Um, I I think they're going to be good. This isn't a knock on them, but that is a brutal brutal schedule at the bucks at the chiefs at green bay and the green bay in december as well and then yeah that's that's brutal i think they're getting i think 10 wins is probably that's my number for them so i got the under on the rams i'll go over i think they're going to be the best team in the nfc yeah i think they're probably going to end up with the number one seed i think they're just the top to bottom most talented I also think you get a little extra juice when you win a Super Bowl. I think there's that extra Super Bowl juice that you get that you're just a little bit more confident. You're a little bit more, you know what I mean, ready. I don't know. You just, I think you just get better once you win, you know? Um, I think that's, I think that's a thing. And I think it's also, especially a thing with the coaching staff that they're like, okay, what I'm doing is correct. What I'm doing is good. And they're, you know, more willing to, 
um, try things out. So um, I think they're the best team. And I also think the rest of that NFC West, those teams, I don't think, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll talk about, it, but I don't think they're going to be as good as what we have them right now. So I got the over. I could see them getting like 12 wins. I agree with you, Don. I'm going over as well. Um, I also think, you know, Stafford's second year in LA after, you know, I think kind of a shortened, you know, training camp and whatnot last year, you know, it seemed like they're kind of really picking up steam towards the second half of the year. Um, give him another second year with pretty much the same roster minus a, a couple pieces, but, um, and you know, their defense still has Aaron Donald. So, yeah. um, they're going to be a, a force to reckon with. And I agree with you, Don. I think they're the best team in the NFC. So yeah, I'm, I'm going over. All right. You guys are wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> well, we'll find out in uh, January. Won't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but no, I mean, that's a compelling argument. The, the, the Rams are really good. Don't get me wrong. That's just a gauntlet, man. It is. It's super tough, but I mean, good teams beat good teams. You know, I know they have to go in that AFC West and it's tough, but I mean, we're kind of, yeah, I mean, kind of contradicting, but I also think, you know, they can, they can, you know, snag a couple there. And then I think they could just wreck house in the division. I think it's going to be tough for every. Yeah. I don't, you know, I, I, I don't know. Do I, I don't even see the Cardinals beating them one time. I, I think it's tough to see the 49ers beat them once and Seahawks okay. for sure won't. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that takes us to the Niners. Second highest win total at 10. Uh, who wants to take this one first? Uh, I'll, did I do the, no, yeah, I'll take this one first. Okay. I got them under. Yeah, super under. I, I think I'm like probably gonna put money on them, like real money. Yeah. Dang. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I do not see a ten wins. I don't know. I don't see that at all. I think. Yeah, I mean they got trade. Yeah, I mean it's kind of the same team as they had last year, and they, you know, they kind of figured things out. Obviously, got good, um, good coaching staff. They lost their uh, offensive coordinator, um, but I mean, are we? Is Trey Lance? Is he that, you know, am I so sold on him that he can get 11 wins in his first year? Like, he looked terrible. And coming out of training camp, they're saying that he's looking – I mean, he's looking really good. But, man, that's training camp. I mean, that's that's a whole different beast. Um, it's kind of a team that's known to get banged up. I think that 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 field, that Levi's Stadium, is it's a bad field. They're always getting injured. Um, yeah, I don't know. I got bad – I just got a bad feeling with that team. I got – yeah, I got the under for sure. I could see him getting like eight. I mean, if they get nine wins, I wouldn't be surprised, but I could see him getting like eight. Hmm. Go eight and nine or nine and eight. Mm-hmm. Way more than like 11 and eleven and six. But. Yeah. Oliver, what you got? I got – I'm going under as well. Um, you know, they have the fifth hardest schedule from what I was looking at. Um, historically, they've never really won more than, than 10 games in a year. Um, I think they've only done it once, and that was the year they went to the Super Bowl. Uh, in the last eight seasons. So historically, they've never really done, you know, they're not one of those teams like the Packers who just, you know, win 12, 13 games in a year and just, you know, you know, shoot the bet in the playoffs where it's like they've always just been, you know, kind of mediocre, uh, above average, I'll say, yeah. during the regular season. So given that, and, and yeah, the quarterback situation, um, I'm not sold on Trey Lance at the moment. So... I'm going under. I think they win nine games. All right. 
Well, I am going to go completely opposite of you guys. <laughs> the the Dang. Niners are my Super Bowl pick. Wow. Whoa. At least the NFC representative. Now, I'm not necessarily saying they're going to win it. Not yet, at least. But they are my pick to win the NFC. I think they have a top five defense, at least preseason. Like, they're expected to have a really good defense. Um, yeah, their schedule is tough. Um, but their hardest games on the road are at, are at the Broncos and at the Raiders. They have the Chiefs, Chargers, Saints, Dolphins, and Bucks all at home, which helps. Um, I, I think Trey Lance has – all the all the tangible things that you'd want in a quarterback. And let's remember that this team went to the NFC championship game last year with Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, so all Trey Lance has to do is be as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. The NFC is not, not as strong as it's been in the past. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucs take a step back. Um, the saints aren't going to be, uh, aren't going to be what they typically are. Uh, green Bay just lost arguably their best player besides Aaron Rodgers. Um, maybe even Wait, better. What than was Aaron that? Rodgers. What was that? Uh, he said, what? It again. what? Uh, their what? best player, their best player, Devontae <laughs> Adams. <laughs> um, <laughs> They still have I Jair just, Alexander. He's really good. Right? So I think yeah. I think it's yeah he is good. Um, I think it's a it's a combination of the fact that I don't think the NFC is all that strong, and the Niners have a really good roster. Debo Samuel is arguably my favorite player in the NFL. He is so sick. Uh, Brandon Ayuk's a solid receiver. George Kittle is in the league when he's healthy, which is saying something because he's hurt a lot. But when he's healthy, he is a monster. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is really good. Their offensive line is solid. Um, they don't really have any holes. If Trey Lance is average to good, he doesn't have to be great. They're going to be a Super Bowl contender. I have them winning 12 games this year. Wow. See, I could see them. I could see everything that you said, but I can't see over 10 games. You know what? I can see them making a run in the Super Bowl and doing all that thing. You know what I mean? But I mean, 11 games is just a lot for a basically unknown first year, you know, quarterback who's, yeah, has the intangibles and everything, but he's not a gunslinger like Mahomes was that you could even know like before then. Like he has other things. He's going to be a more, you know, Jalen Hurts type guy, you know, Lamar. I mean, that's like ceiling is Lamar Jackson, you know, but. Yeah, we'll I think he we'll throws. See. I think he's. I think he throws. He has a better arm than both of those guys for sure. Yeah, um, I don't know about as accurate though. I mean, Lamar Jackson was not an accurate thrower of the football coming out of coming out of college. I think again, I don't think Trey Lance has to be elite. I think his legs are going to be. I think he's going to be a force on the ground. Like, good luck stock, stopping him and Elijah Mitchell and Debo Samuel. Have fun with that. Um, I think the Niners are going to be the best team in the NFC West. I think the Rams are going to be really good. Um, it's that those are going to be bloodbaths when they play each other. Um, I think Trey Lance is going to get the Robert Griffin treatment in the Shanahan offense. 
The Shanahan yeah, offense. That's, yeah, that's the best. That's the best case. I think that's the I best mean, case scenario for Trey Lance, and that's him out in two years. Like, <laughs> well, that that doesn't change the fact that RG three was awesome in his first year. So he was. Yeah, no, that's. Yeah. What I mean, that's mm-hmm. the best cases because I mean, before, yeah, he tore his ACL on in mud in that, you know, that playoff game. Yeah, I mean, he had a really good rookie year. He was super good. So. But yeah. I mean, I don't know. Well, I got to see it from him. I think he will be good, but he's got to get those guys the ball. You know what I mean? And he's he's got to be. I mean, in Garoppolo, you know, he can say whatever you want about him, and I'm not a fan of him at all either. But he could, you know, he could get those guys the ball. And that offense, that Shanahan offense, is super hard to learn. And not that land, you know, he's now been there two years, and they say he's just a, a crazy smart guy coming out of coming out of college. He was, but I mean, still. That's that's tough. We'll see. We will. I think it's an interesting team to watch for sure. Yeah. I yeah. think they'll be really good. You guys don't. I think that kind of – I recognize that that this could completely blow up in my face. Um, but I feel like you got to – I don't know. I like – I don't want to just take like – Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, say like the Chiefs are going to win it all because, you know – Patrick Mahomes. It's like, well, I'm going to be a little more, you know, like none of us picked the Chiefs to win the most games in the AFC West, I don't think. I think um, I did, yeah. No, oh, I did. did you? No, yeah, no, I, I did, said yeah. they were going to win the division, yeah. That's, oh, I mean, that, yeah, that that might blow up in my face, but whatever, dude. I love Mahomes. Dylan over here, just <laughs> basic white boy over here. Picking Mahomes. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right. Um, did we all pick Niners? Yeah, we did. All right. So I have the over. I got the big over. You guys got the under. Yeah. Um, I feel like. Can, would you, would you say, any bit of your criticism of the Niners is just the fact that you don't like the Niners? Mm, yeah, probably. I'm sure. <laughs> it's probably unconscious bias. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, oh, they sure. always suck. Whatever. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Probably. All right, next we got the Cardinals. Uh, eight and a half is the line. Oliver, why don't you take this one first? I'm going under. I'm not a huge fan of Kyler Murray. Yeah, I know it's, he's a very dynamic. Um, There's just an old roster. You have you know guys like J.J. Watt, A.J. Green. You know they're out with their best receiver in Hopkins for the first you know first half of the year, first six games or whatever. Um. I think it was a fluke that they they started out eight zero or whatever they started out with last year, but they completely imploded the second half of the year. Um, I think it kind of starts with Kyler Murray, and so far what I've seen and what I've heard isn't super great coming into into this year. Yeah, I, I think he's you know a bit of a. I think he's kind of turning into a diva. So. I don't not not a whole lot of positive vibes coming out of the Cardinals camp this year, so I'm going under. Uh, I'm also hitting the under hard on the Cardinals. I'm also not a fan of Kyler Murray. I think he's a big old baby. Uh, every time I watch him on the field, I'm bothered because he's just like he's pulling the Aaron Rodgers, like the eye roll, the, you know, throwing his hands up at his teammates. He just constantly looks bothered on the field, even after making one of the worst throws in the history of professional football. 
Um, you guys remember that the one in the end zone, the pick six? Yeah, it was, yeah, just mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, one of one of the ugliest football plays I've ever seen. Worse than <laughs> yeah. worse than butt fumble by far. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's in a playoff game, and he was just like, "Oh my god, I'm going down," you know, and just to toss it up. Oh, <laughs> terrible, terrible. Dude, you teach a sixth um, grader not to do that. The the Cardinals are going to be 0-3 to start the season. I'm going to call that right now. They start with the Chiefs, Raiders, and Rams to start the season with no DeAndre Hopkins. That is rough. Dang. They yeah, they're um, going to get waxed. Yeah, on the season, they're at the Raiders, at the Vikings, who I think are going to be really good, um, at the Broncos. They're home against the Chiefs, home against the Eagles, home against the Saints, Chargers, Patriots, Bucks. This is a rough schedule, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're going to struggle mightily. Um, I think they're easily going to be two and four when Hopkins comes back week seven. Um, I'm taking the under big time. I'll, I'll take them at seven wins, and I think that's generous. Yeah, I got them under two, and yeah, I'd, I could probably even put them lower than seven wins. Um, I mean, Same. just reiterating everything you guys said. Um, the other thing, if you look at the stats, Kyler Murray, when he doesn't have Hopkins in for his career, is like the 28th worst quarterback in the NFL when he hasn't had Hopkins in his life. Like, you know, and Hopkins has missed some games over the time. Every single time, he's he's he is god awful, just terrible. So, uh, six games, and I think those six games can legit just implode the season. They can go zero and three, and they can lose some. Yeah, I don't have their schedule in front of me, but I mean, if they lose any more, if they you know if they start one and five, two and four with some really bad losses, um, they they could just implode. Like, it could just become a. Hope Kyler Murray has this nagging injury and we're not going to try anymore the rest of the season. I could see that for sure. All right. Here's a scenario for you. They win seven games. Does Cliff Kingsbury still have a job? I don't know. I think he's, I think he's gone if they, if they win seven games. I think he's out too. Especially after the whole. Go ahead. I said I think it just depends on how they lose, how they only win seven games, what the deal is, what, where he's at with ownership. I think he's not a good coach, and I watch a lot of Cardinals just being here, you know, like yeah. Um, and I mean, his clock management's the worst in the NFL. I think by by far, his timeout and his how he how he manages timeouts, it's it's crazy bad that he's like that. But um. Yeah, I mean it, it. I mean it depends. I think they seem to like him, and he has like a he. He he feels like he's in the in crowd of the NFL. Like he's good friends with McVay. He's friends with Shanahan. Um, I don't know, but I would. I mean, if I was the owner, I'd fire him. But I could see him. Then I could see him staying. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's true. It depends. I think it depends on how they finish the season too. If you know they have a bunch of injuries and they're finally getting healthy and they win like two or three games in a row to get to seven wins. Like maybe they keep them around, but yeah. I mean, if they, if they have another second half collapse, like say they start out really hot and they win those games, you know, and they're like four and two when Hopkins comes back and then the season just goes to crap. He's gone. hundred yeah. percent gone. I get to see that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I agree. It de- I guess it depends, but to me, if they're at seven wins, it's not looking good for Kingsbury. Um, Seahawks are 
Our beloved Seahawks. Or as my dad so lovingly calls them, the Sea Chickens. Oh, wow. Um, They have the 11th hardest schedule. That's mostly just because of their division. Um, What do you guys got? What do you you think about the Seahawks? I'll start. I'm going over. They're going to win six games. They'll win six. I'm going over. Five games. I mean, five and a half, six games. Dude, that's not that much. The Cardinals are going to implode, like I just said. They also got some 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 bad teams. Lions, I think people are kind of like high on the Lions right now. I think they aren't good. Um, Giants are probably going to be the worst team in the NFL, and they have them at home. That's a win. Um, Panthers, pretty bad. Um, and Jets, you know, I think there's I think there's six games in there, and they can sneak a Panthers game or a uh, maybe like maybe a Raiders or something like this. You know, they can sneak a game. Um, I'll say the over. I say they win exactly six games. I'm going under. Ooh. And I think it's because I disagree with you on the Lions. I think that's going to be a. I think that's going to be a tough game. I I am one of those people that's kind of high on the Lions. I think they're going to be not like a contender for the Super Bowl, but I think they'll win like eight games. Um, that's hey, I, you I think you're going to win eight, eight games? games? Wow, they I had trouble winning win like, one game last year. They won two games last year, didn't they? I know, but when they won one, they like celebrated like it was a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's because right. the Lions. <laughs> yeah, it was. I think everyone's just infatuated with their head coach who gives great motivational speeches, which I yeah, I, I like no. that too. But motivational speeches don't translate to wins, unfortunately. That's not it for me. the The Lions, they have one of the I think like a top three offensive line. Their offensive line is really good. Jared Goff has actually proven to be pretty decent when he has a good pocket, which he should have a decent pocket. Amon Ross St. Brown had a really good rookie season. I think he's going to get even better. They drafted Jameson Williams. Uh, DeAndre Swift is a solid running back. Uh, TJ Hawkinson's a solid tight end. I think they have pieces. Like they dra- they drafted like two or three defensive guys, including Aiden Hutchinson, um, who was manhandling guys in that first preseason game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I think true. yeah, yeah, that's a good I point. I think the Lions. I think the Lions. And 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 the thing is, is they. They lost a lot of close games last year. They got blown out yeah, a few times. They got blown out a few true. times in in you know classic Lions fashion. But but they also had played some really close games and lost some really close games. So I think yeah. some of those will flip, and I think they'll just be better than they were last year. Yep. So right. well, I don't know how we got on the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking the one Lions game. Oh yeah, that's, that's the that's the, <laughs> that was the that was the difference between my 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 yeah, Seahawks yeah. and your Seahawks. the Lions. All right, we'll pencil it in October second. Because we'll I have that. them at I have them at five wins. So pretty much okay. the same as you. But yeah. I I see them losing to the Lions. So okay. And I don't think they're. I think they're gonna get boat raced by the Niners and the Rams. I think they'll win one against the Cardinals. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm Trey with you, Lance. Dylan. Trey Lance is gonna run and throw all over him. <laughs> now with Jamal Adams back there. Yeah, <laughs> get exactly. out of here. Exactly. Quandre Diggs. Quandre Diggs. That's true. They got a pretty good secondary. 
better safety tandems maybe in the NFL. Yeah, except Jamal Adams is basically just a stand-up DN. That's basically all he does. <laughs> New DC. All right, Oliver. Sorry. You, you, no. Your Seahawks take now. Yeah, I got the I got the Hawks over. Twelve you know, wins. I don't have my twelve wins. <laughs> I got I got them at one, two, three, four, five. I got them at seven wins. Wow. Okay. Wow. Because a lot of a lot of the same teams that that Dylan listed, I got them beating the Cardinals once at home, but then also I'm penciling this one in. I think by the last week of the year, the Rams are going to clutch the first round, uh, the first number one seed, and I think all of those starters are not going to play, and I think that's going to be an easy. Win for the Seahawks. That, that's that's what I'm pulling up because it's like I, I haven't been in the Lions, Falcons, Cardinals, Giants, Panthers, Jets. I think the Seahawks. I mean, is you know, I think the Seahawks are a much better or they have a much better coaching staff than all of those teams, and they're you know they've they've been there. Um, I think Pete Carroll is a better coach than any one of those those six teams that I just listed right there. And I think, you know, talent-wise, you know, they might not be there, but I think they're better coached. Um, and I think, you know, I think the Seahawks defense is going to be better than a lot of people give them credit for. Um, and Pete Carroll just finds a way to win as a coach. Um, Russell Wilson does, but, yeah. yeah. Um, a tomato, tomato, right? Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, you, just can't, you just can't give the guy any credit. Well, that's all right. Yeah. So I, but then, yeah. So I, I haven't beat winning at least winning six games, if not seven. Nice. That's a that's a decent take. That last that week eighteen could be the case. Except uh, they play the they play the Rams week eighteen. Yeah, at home. Yeah. Too yeah. bad it's not the Niners though, because they'll be the ones who clinch the division. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could. I mean, yeah, Jacob, you're saying it could be a tight race where the Rams are coming out guns slinging for that number one seed. Yeah, that's that's what's hard about predicting a you know an automatic win like that for a team in a really hard division. Is it's I mean, in all likelihood, it's it's probably going to be a close race at the end. Um, you know, same with the AFC West, like. The Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, the Raiders—they're probably not going to be able to rest anyone because they're probably still going to be fighting for that. You know, maybe it's the number one seed, maybe it's just the you know home field. You know, in that first division game or in that for, in that wild card game. Anyway, um, but yeah, who knows? Maybe the Rams will just be so much better than everybody. Seahawks will get an automatic dub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We will see. I don't know. I do think the Rams are going to be. And we we also they, they got Bobby Wagner. That was one of their uh, oh. that was one of their problems last year. Was I mean who's going to run up the middle against the Rams? Like no one. It's like no one's going to be able to get one yard. <laughs> if you get if you get past Aaron Donald, good luck doing yeah, that. By luck. the way, yeah. If you if you can though, then you got Bobby Wagner. So yeah, that's he never not misses fun. a tackle. Yeah, yeah. No. Yep. And then if you get to the next level, you got Eric Weddle at safety. So, <laughs> no, I think he retired. I hope he did. I hope he did. He better, yeah. Dude, that was pretty legendary, though. Not gonna. That was kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. What a that's a lunch pail legend right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of, 
Do you guys have a lunch pail legend of the week? I didn't even prepare one. Now I got to think of one. Do you have one? Yeah, I could, I could, I could throw one off the top. I was watching, um, just like had it on, messing around some WNBA playoffs. Wasn't really paying attention, and then I looked over and saw this pass from um, the, this one this one woman on the uh, the Liberty, and she take like a pick and roll going like to like towards the top of the key, threw it legitimately just behind her head to a person and scored the lamp. It was one of the sickest passes I've seen, even like women or men. It was just like, oh my goodness, that was insane. So I looked up this French. She's this was her first season. She's like a 29 year old from France. Looked up some of her highlights, and this person does on the regular step back one legged threes. And she what? shoots like forty five percent from three. She's sick. She's not like the best player, but the way she plays, just like her highlights, are just so sick. Hundred percent. I mean, just such a cool. I mean, one legged threes, step backs. That's that's a lunch pay legend of the week. Nice. That's a good one. Um. Oliver, do you have one? I have one. It's not a specific person because I don't know who their names are, but I have one. Um, have you guys ever heard of Tech Ball? Uh-uh. No. <laughs> it's the freaking <laughs> stupidest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> it was on ESPN. I was at the gym, and it was just randomly on ESPN. Um, if you don't know what it is, go look it up. But the it was it was four ladies playing it and bless their hearts they were trying their hardest, um, but basically <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's, it's like it's it's soccer ping pong. Just go and look oh, up te- this, yeah. T. Yeah, I've seen I've seen this and it's on a curved. It's, it's on like a, a curved, curved table, like ping pong table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I've I got, they're my them. they're my lunch pail legend because. You know, good on them for dedicating their lives to something, even if nobody cares. It's, you know. I mean, they made ESPN2. They made ESPN2, they made and that's ESPN more than too. I can say for myself in my professional <laughs> sporting career. So, hey, yeah. they did something right. They so good for, good for them. Good for them. Good for the but tech ball pros. I think the funny, the funniest part of what I was watching though is they couldn't even get like the serve over the net. Like, oh, no. <laughs> I think you start with like a headbutt. Yeah, yeah. At least that's what they were doing. But every single headbutt like went right into the net. Like they could not get it over. <laughs> I was just like, Whoa, how did this make it on ESPN? <laughs> I think it's one of those things that like you can find probably like clips of it. You're like, oh my god, that these people are insane. But then if you watch them for a period of time, it's like, oh, that they do that one time. They have one good volley the entire time they play. Yeah, yeah. So that was entertaining. Nice, Oliver. You got one. I got one. Paul Seawald, Mariners closer. Wow, there you go. I mean. The Yankee destroyer. Yeah, the Yankee destroyer. <laughs> he's leading. He's leading the the Mariners bullpen, which a, a lot of people I don't think were gonna you know had high hopes for their their bullpen. They've been leading the majors for a bullpen ERA since like June or something like that. Yeah, since like, yeah, since they've been hot. Yeah, June, yeah, late June. Yeah, like late June. So it's just like you know uh, he's kind of the leader and he's he's kind of a little bit fiery. Nobody really knows who he is. But you know he's not afraid to you know stick it to somebody or you know talk a little smack. So I'm all I'm all for that. 
um, especially with a younger team uh, like the Mariners. So um, he's got like a like a low two ERA as well. Yeah, he like has like a career average of like four. Like you know he, he's mm-hmm. okay, you know. But now this year he's has like a low two. Yeah, he's yeah. I think that quote did did the Yankees in, dude. I think they're just never going to be good again. So, yeah, unfortunately, it happens. Soto Mojo, baby. <laughs> Soto Mojo. <laughs> Two out, so what? Yeah. Oh man, oh, that wow. was oh. good times. Was that that was before times. Soto Mojo, wasn't it? I think that was the same twenty two thousand one. Mm-hmm. Is it Two the out, same? So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that year felt like a lifetime. It was so. It good. did. It literally did. It's like, yeah, I watched baseball as a kid. It was like that year only. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't watch uh, Kazuhiro Sasaki? Like, oh my gosh, he was on that team. I definitely did watch some Kazuhiro yeah, Sasaki. Heck yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, splitter. He, he had a he nasty was, splitter. He did. I think my favorite player at that time, like as a kid, was Mike Cameron for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was, Dude, I, he was so smooth. I loved that guy. He just looked cool. He had like the sideways hat, and we traded him for Griffey, you know what I mean? Or we traded Griffey for him, so it was like, oh, we're getting yeah. this guy. Yeah, and he was just cool. He's just a cool dude. He was sick, yeah. Not quite Griffey, but he was, <laughs> he was cool. Griffey is my number one all-time not even close favorite baseball player of all time not even close yeah, he's yeah. like head and shoulders oh. above any other baseball player ever dude i love felix man to me felix. yeah yeah after is- that after that you I, i'm sure you guys haven't watched it yet but that documentary after that i'm like dude felix might be my guy i mean he stuck it out through the toughest times as just legitimately the best pitcher in baseball yeah I'll yeah. say to give to give Felix. I mean, Felix is, if not my second, he's he's close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Felix has to be like the most underrated baseball player of my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, probably. Like he got no attention because the Mariners were terrible. He would throw like two hitters and lose. He won Cy Young with ten losses and twelve <laughs> wins. <laughs> Because ERA was probably like one point nine, like one point seven. Yeah, he legit got robbed of like two other Cy Youngs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's just like he should have like three at least. We didn't have wins, and it's like okay. Yeah, the most innings pitched, the most strikeouts, best ERA. Like, yeah, he was the best. He was the best pitcher in baseball for like four or five years on the worst team by far in baseball, and he never complained. He never forced out and did i mean dude he just stuck it out never pitched in the play i'm telling you there's a part in that document i think i already talked about about it but there was like a point where they're going to go to the playoffs i think i've already said um and they them and the athletics were playing at the same time if the athletics won they were going to the playoffs no matter what the, the mariners did but if they lost and then the mariners won they were gonna they were gonna go to the playoffs the mariners were uh felix hernandez was pitching that day he pitched seven and a half innings at the seven and a half inning mark. Um, that's when they figured out or like right before the seventh inning. So then he got two more outs in the seventh inning or the eighth or whatever. They found out that the athletics won the season's over. It's whatever this in the documentary, they did this. They had this little statistic that Felix just that time threw the best seven inning and two seven and two thirds inning performance of all time of the last or of the last 50 years 
that during that time to try and go to the playoffs, that then it didn't even matter that it, he had like one, one hit, zero runs was just one of the best pitching performances ever to try and get to the playoffs. And it didn't even matter. So, yeah. That, that That's wasn't that right there. That wasn't that long ago. Was it? That sounds really yeah. familiar. That was probably his last good year too at pitching. Right. Cause after that, yeah. he kind of declined. He got hurt one I year. I can't remember what year it was. I can't. Yeah. But I think it was like 13 or 12 or somewhere around there or 14, maybe. Yeah. But sad yeah. dude. Just, I don't, I don't remember the Felix performance, but I remember, I remember the Mariners being like right there, and yeah, I remember yeah. the A's being the other team that that yeah. got in. I didn't even understand, like I didn't even take the time to look into why. But I was like, wait, they have the same record. Why did the A's just? I figured I some tiebreaker, some, whatever. Yeah, yeah. They um, but I, but I'm yeah, Felix sure I pitched that. and pitched the best game, and I think the Mariners still ended up losing that game. Gosh, and he pitched like legitimately the best performance ever of a person who's pitched that many in or a seven inning, two thirds outs, or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, 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 love that guy. Yeah, he's a long live, long live the king. King (laughs) It's just having that nickname, who King Felix. That's just like such a sweet nickname. nickname. Had the king's court. That was like the only time like the, the Mariners actually had people in the stands and it was just was like he, yeah when he was pitching and they yeah. all like got tickets to go to the Kings Court to wear those yellow shirts. Yeah. 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 Is it cooler than the nickname the kid though? No, Griffey's way better. I mean, cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's just better in every way, but I mean that dude, there's just something about I just love Felix in a different way. It's like, man, that's a good not only like an awesome player, but just a great guy to like yeah. Ride it, ride out that misery that long. It's like, dang, dude, he never got a pitch in the playoffs one time. I'm not gonna so, lie though, as a so as a base as a baseball player, like you could make millions of dollars, yeah, for I mean, twenty it, for twenty years and be really good and be on t- like Mike. Ask Mike Trout, yeah, like who who cares. I'm making a bunch of money. I'm making a bunch of money. Like if you're okay, this is this is the difference between baseball and football. If I'm a quarterback, like I'm fighting for my team to be good because if my, if my team's not good, I'm not going to be very good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like if if you're a quarterback and you have a bad offensive line, good luck. Like you're not going to be that good. Yeah. But in baseball, it's such an individual team sport. You can be really good. You could be an all star, and you could be on the worst team in the league. Yeah. And you could do that your whole career and. It's still good, be a right? hall yeah, of famer yeah. like like felix will be a hall of famer he better be if he's not a, there's no Ooh. way he's not a hall of famer you think baseball so hall of, baseball hall of famer is stingy they're the stingiest yeah. hall of fame but he was like the best pitcher in the league for like 10 years dude it happens yeah it happens i, I don't know about so it was dumb. i don't know if it was 10 years but i mean he would be there for a little bit was yeah i mean i have six seven like, years at least he was really, really good. He was good. super good, yeah. I mean, it took like but, Craig Biggio like two or three years to get in the Hall of Fame, and he had 3,000 hits, which is like an automatic like lock in, I think, for yeah, like yeah. MLB. So it's like, you know, only one side of the second Felix. baseman for like 10 years, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's a brutal. They're, well, the baseball writers who do it are just the dumbest people alive. Dude. Mm-hmm. They're the worst, but yeah. They're the baseball purists that refuse to make the game more interesting. 
or just exactly. to give, yeah, the best player to ever play baseball, Barry Bonds. I mean, he should be in the Hall of Fame. I don't care what anyone says. He's the Pete best Rose. Ever. Yeah, Pete Rose yeah, for sure. sure. Yeah, Pete Rose. Yeah, I'm sure. Roger Clemens. Yeah, Roger Clemens. Like, didn't, didn't Pete Sosa, Rose – Didn't Pete, Pete Rose – Didn't he bet on his team to win? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was betting on his team. Yeah, that's what they – That's Yeah, that's – you never so know, like, but yeah, that's what that's what it was. So say say we have proof that he did in fact bet on a game that he played in, or was he the manager? He was the he manager. Played, he was the manager, but he, he bet on his team played. to win. How? Yeah, is that like if you're betting on your team to lose? I see, like that's that's rough. Like you should you should be punished for that. That's 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 bad. It's pretty messed up. Yeah. But like betting on your team to win, what's what's the harm in that? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like tighter stuff. They know things that then the gambling websites don't know. I mean, I don't know. I don't really care. But maybe. <laughs> who mm-hmm. I don't either. I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, because... he should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah. 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 Anyway. Anyway. Just our lunch pail legend opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got anything else for the week? Nothing else. Football needs to come. Yeah, next mm-hmm. next week we'll start our we'll start our uh like uh what's the word I'm trying to think of uh matchups like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Cuz we'll have week 0 of the, of college football starting next Saturday. Oh, nice. So, there aren't a lot of games. I think the best game is like Northwestern and uh Nebraska. Like week 0 is kind of sucks. It's but something. it's still it's still college football and yeah, so yeah. So we'll we'll do some uh, we'll make some picks for that week and then the next week, dude. There are some sick college football games, and then the NFL starts. So let's go. We're get, getting into it. We're getting there. We're getting close. Yep. Only a We're few there. more weeks. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you. If you haven't already, give us a like, subscribe, share with your friends. We appreciate it. Until next week. Legends are out.